Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, we come. We're thankful for today. We're thankful for the food that we had tonight. We're thankful for the fellowship. We're thankful for our church family. We're thankful for this opportunity to come and to meet tonight. We're thankful for your truth, your word that we're going to study tonight. I'm thankful for the opportunity to have our kids learn tonight to build their foundation for our youth, to learn and to hear and to grow tonight, and then for our adult classes as well to grow in the truth of your word. I pray that tonight that we would be people who hear, uh, who respond, who have, who have ears and minds and hearts to take in your truth, and then we would be built up in it, we would be equipped in it, and I pray that it would bear uh, much fruit. I pray for the lesson we're about to hear tonight. I pray again uh, that it would serve its purpose and that it would be what you would have it to be for your people. Uh, we pray for, for, again, our church that you would bless it. We're thankful for it. Uh, we hold all this up to you, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, tonight we are in the 80th lesson of the grand scheme of things. Uh, we have been moving through the Gospels. There's a pretty good section of, of messages that are going to be in the Gospel accounts. Uh, as part of that, we've talked about, we started it last week, uh, Jesus teaching in parables. And last week we talked about why does he teach in parables, uh, what happens when he teaches in parables. Uh, it is very interesting. Many, many, many of his teachings are in the form of parables. And so it, it's, it's important for us to understand uh, what is happening, what the intent was uh, when Jesus spoke or taught in parables. Uh, that's where we started last week. This week we're actually going to look at uh, one of his parables that fell into that teaching in Matthew uh, chapter 13. We'll spend a couple weeks looking at some other specific uh, parables that Jesus taught. And so Tonight we are again in the gospel accounts, looking at the life and the ministry of Christ. We're in a section of the parables of Christ, and then we're going to look at some very specific parables that Jesus taught. Uh, tonight, in the 80th lesson, our, our title is The Sower and the Soils. The Sower and the Soils. Our key verses are found in Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and then jumping over to verses 18 through 23. I'm going to read those verses tonight uh, to, to set the course of where we're going to go, and then we'll look at them piece by piece. And so again, the key verses, Matthew chapter uh, 13, verses 1 through 9, and then verses 18 through 23. Matthew chapter 13, beginning of verse, verse 1, says this, That day Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. And large crowds gathered to him, so he got in a boat, sat down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, because they, did not, they had no depth of soil." But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, fold, some sixty and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And then jumping down to verse 18 through verse 23. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. 
This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. The one whom the seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but it is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. All right, some questions to think about as we head uh, into our Bible study. Uh, sometimes I think about these things. First question is this, do you ever wonder how some people can hear the good news of Jesus Christ and not joyfully receive it? I wonder that. Sometimes there'll be folks and you'll explain the gospel, you'll explain the good news of Christ to them, the forgiveness of sin that we have in Christ, and, and they're not going to receive it. They have issues, whatever it is, they take with it. They're not ready and they're not able to receive it. They're not willing to receive it. I wonder about that. Why does that happen? Here's another question. Do you know people who once seemed to love and follow Jesus only to later appear to fade away from their faith? Maybe you know some folks like that. They were excited. Man, they jumped into church. They were they're involved in all the things. But over time, maybe they, they drifted away or maybe there was some event and they just took off and went away. But it, it seems at one time, it seemed like they were all in. But now maybe they have faded away from their faith. Do you know people who are able to endure great hardships responding in strong, resolved faith? And I can think about people like this and something happens and something else happens and you start to wonder how much can one person take? How much, how much can they stand? And they just respond in faith. And they're faithful and they praise God, and they stand firm, and they're not shaken, and you wonder, how, how can they stand like that even in the midst of these things that are going on? And then the question tying all those together, do you ever wonder why there are such varied responses to the gospel? Same message, same truth, and why do some people receive it, some reject it? Why, why do some seem to get excited and disappear? Why do others stand firm? Why are there such varied responses to the gospel of Jesus Christ? I'll tell you, sometimes I sit in my office and wonder, uh, I, I don't know why there's not a response. I don't know why the, how they can hear that message and not be moved to follow Christ. I don't know uh, why, why their ears seem to be shut. Uh, and then I see other folks who go, man, what a great faith. What an awesome faith they have. And you wonder uh, why there are such varied responses uh, to the gospel. All right, looking at our worksheet tonight. The first section is the picture painted, the picture painted. Uh, Jesus is found in our verses today, uh, and he's, he's uh, using a parable to teach. Uh, we talked about that last week. Uh, he is using a common practice uh, to teach his parable, and that is the sowing of seeds. Uh, it is a picture that we can uh, readily picture and envision. Now, they could understand it. They were probably much more familiar with this technique than we are, but even today we can picture what he is saying here. And so he's going to paint this picture um, teaching 
this message, this truth. All right, verses one and two. That day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea, and large crowds gathered to him. So he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. In the first two verses, we see this. As Jesus is teaching, a ministry is growing. As his proclamation is growing, uh, crowds are, are getting bigger, and crowds are still uh, following Jesus. And so uh, it hasn't peaked yet. Uh, there are growing crowds coming to hear uh, Jesus as he teaches. All right, verse 3. And he spoke many things to them in parables. Uh, many of the things he was teaching, he used parables, saying, here is one. Behold, the sower went out to sow. Now, Jesus begins the picture, and start to picture it in your mind. Uh, it, is, it is very plain here. A sower went out to sow. In this day, in that day, it was the common practice uh, for a farmer to have a seed bag, uh, would wear it around their shoulder, would take the seed from the bag and scatter it on the ground to broadcast the seed on the ground. And so that's the picture. There is a sower. He has his seed bag on. He goes out to sow the seed, to plant the seed. He's going to grab it from his bag. He's going to throw it on the ground. And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, verse 4. And as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them. Now picture this. Uh, he is sowing the seed. He starts to tell uh, us, the, the hearer, the fate of the seed that he slings out. Now, the first picture is the, the seed that falls on the hard-packed ground by the road. There is a roadway, travels by. Animals have been up and down it. Carts have been up and down it. People have been up and down it. It is hard-packed. He slings out the seed, and it falls on the hard-packed ground. Before the seeds could sprout up, before they could take root, birds came and snatched up the seed. The birds came, landed, and ate the seed. You make a picture of that, it makes, it makes perfect sense. I think it's interesting here to, to talk about the Greek word for fail. Some of the seed fail is what it, what it says. Now, the Greek word for fail means exactly that. It means or it translates to drop or to fall. And so I want you to see this. The seed is being spread out. The seed is being thrown out, and it is being indiscriminately broadcast or spread. And so he's not saying, hey, I'm, I'm looking for the good soil or I'm going to save this for over here. He's just putting out the seed. He's sowing the seed, and, and it, it is falling where it may. It is indiscriminate where he spreads the seed. And as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Verse 5 and 6. Others fell in the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some of the other seeds, some fell on the hard ground. The birds came and ate them. Some of the other seeds, uh, they, they arrived at a different end. When these seeds landed, they landed on very shallow soil. Uh, there, there's rocky sand, rocky soil. There's, there's not much uh, soil on top of that. Uh, they land on the shallow soil, and they germinate, and they very quickly spring up. They start to grow. Um, 
But because the, the ground was rocky, they're not able to put down roots. And so they sprout, they green up, you can see it. But because of the rocky ground, they're not able to put down roots. As the hot sun comes, because they do not have roots, they dry up, they wither away, and they're very quickly gone. Verse 7, others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. Verse 7 describes the result of some of the other broadcast seeds. These seeds land in the thorns. They start to grow, but they were in competition with these thorns, with these weeds, uh, for the water and for the sunlight. Well, the weeds went out in the battle. The weeds overtake them, uh, and, and, and the seed is overcome by the thorns, choking them out. Uh, when I picture that, that's very easy for me. That is my garden about the second month of summer. It uh, starts off, I have big intentions, going to be awesome, and about halfway through, you think this was a waste and I shouldn't have ever done this. They're overcome, and, they, and, they, and they're, they're out. Uh, the competition out uh, grows them and chokes them out. Verse 8, and others, so you have all this seed going out, and here's the last class, and others fell, dropped on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. Now finally, the sower gets what he was intending. He was always looking for a crop. He's sowing with this hope, and the hope is fulfilled in these seeds. They fall on the good soil, they sprout, they spring up, they put down roots, and in due time, a bountiful crop is produced. It says some as much as a hundred times what was planted. Now, I want you to notice uh, it's not addition here, it's multiplication. Some a thirty-fold or sixty-fold, some even a hundred-fold. So the ones that bear fruit, they really bear fruit. And so the, the sower gets what he uh, has intended. All right, that's the first section of your worksheet. The second part is this, a broad call, a broad call. And this is going to focus on this one verse, verse 9. He who has ears, let him hear. He who has ears, let him hear. Uh, verse 9 is a statement that Jesus says several times at the conclusion of some of his teaching and parables. So if you're to read the gospel accounts uh, on, on several, even many of his parable accounts, when he finishes the, the parable, he will end with this statement. He who has ears, let him hear. Now, I want you to think about this. It's very simple. The statement is not some mystery. It's not some puzzle. Uh, it's actually what it seems to be. This is a call for all people to listen to what Jesus is saying. And let me explain that to you. By God's design, all people have ears. All people have ears. And so here's the deal. Any person that has ears, which is all people, they are then called to hear. And that's what Jesus is saying. People have ears. Let the ones with ears, let them hear. Um, in this very parable here, we're going to find that even though all of these folks were able to hear the message, not all of them received the message. Now, that doesn't change the fact that Jesus made the message available, the statement available to them. And so some of them are going to hear it. They're not going to receive it. But that doesn't change the fact that Jesus 
made the statement available to them. In fact, he called them to listen to it, to hear it. Uh, the seed was broadcast in the picture. It was slung out. And so the gospel message is the same. It is as well. If, if they didn't grow, if, if it didn't take root, if the enemy stole it away, if it choked out, it wasn't for a lack of the sowing of the seed. They're called, listen, hear. Jesus wants them to hear. All right, that's the broad call. All right, we're going to start looking at the interpretation. Uh, Jesus is pressed, and so he gives the disciples the meaning behind the parable. Uh, verse 18 says, hear then the parable of the sower. The disciples say, well, why don't you just tell us what you mean here? Why are you teaching in parables? Uh, he explains that. That was last week's lesson. Uh, and so then he says to them, when he's pressed, listen, hear then the parable of the sower. Uh, he's going to explain it to them. All right, verse 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. Let me read that again. He's going to explain the parable to him. Here's the, here's the key. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. All right, let's look at some things here in verse 19. First thing is this. The seed is broadcast. We see that. Well, in verse 19, we find out that the sown seed is the message of the kingdom of God. What is the seed that's being flung out? It is the message of the kingdom of God. Now, what is the message of the kingdom of God? It really is a pretty profound thing, but it's really uh, the truth of Jesus, the truth of why he came, the truth of what he is doing, what, what he's done for us, uh, the truth of who he is. He is the king. It's the message of the kingdom. He is the king. He's also the Messiah able to provide entrance into his kingdom. And so Jesus explains here, uh, if someone, the, the seed uh, is the message of the gospel, the message of the kingdom of God, the truth of Jesus. And he says, if someone hears the truth, they hear the gospel message, but does not understand it, then he says that seed is lost. He said, Satan, the evil one, snatches away the message of truth. Now, in the original picture, the bird comes and eats the seed. Well, that's explained to us here as being Satan, uh, the evil one who snatches away the message of truth. So, the seed is sown, the message of the gospel, and yet it's not understood because it's not understood, it's snatched away. Now, let me explain that. That's kind of complicated. What could it mean to not understand uh, the gospel uh, message, uh, the message of the kingdom? What could it mean? What could that mean to not understand that? Uh, that is a pretty big question. To not understand the message could actually involve many, many different things. Uh, it could involve not understanding there's a God. It could involve not understanding the need for a Savior. It could involve not understanding or accepting the penalty of sin. Uh, it could involve not understanding 
who Christ is, that he lived a sinless life, that he died for sin, for sinners, that he's risen from the grave. It can involve any of those things. And so, hey, I might not even understand there is a God. Or, hey, I might not understand or believe in sin. Or, hey, I might not believe in the penalty for sin. And so see the need for a Savior. And so whatever the reason is, I hear the gospel, but I'm not able to understand it. So here's what happens. The truth was there, but you can't, you can't understand it. So here's what happens. Satan comes along, and he takes it away. Satan comes along, and he messes up the message. He might add other things to it. Um, the person gets busy and moves on. And so where the truth was once there, now they hear non-truth mixed with it. It is removed from them. Uh, the world covers it up. Uh, it gets corrupted, and, and they lose the gospel message. Here's what we, we saw that Sunday morning as well. Here's what Satan does. Um, he hates the truth. Doesn't want you to hear the truth. Doesn't want you to understand the truth. Doesn't want you to receive and accept the truth. He's in the business of stealing the gospel message away. Could mean a lot of things. I want to say this right, right there. Therefore, it is important for seed sowers uh, to be prepared to explain the faith that brings salvation. I believe that's 2 Peter that says that. Uh, we're to be prepared uh, to give a defense for the hope that is within us. And so that means this. If you're going to sow the seed, we need to be ready to explain what it means, to explain the message. Uh, now, we're, we're responsible to sow. We ought to be sowing. Uh, but what if somebody, you say, I want to tell you about my Savior, Jesus, and they say, is there a God? How do you know there's a God? Well, the Muslims say there's a God, and his name is this. How do you know yours is the one true God? How do you know I should believe in your God, not somebody else's God? What about creation? Do you think it happens the way it says in your Bible? Because it doesn't seem that science uh, stacks up on that. Can you explain why would I believe this and not believe creation? What about the Bible? Why do you keep bringing up the Bible? Why would I trust the Bible? Wasn't it written by people anyway? Doesn't it have a whole lot of mistakes in it anyway? And so the seed was planted. There's a lot of questions tied to the seed. And we go, <laughs> I don't know about all that stuff. Maybe you better go find a preacher somewhere. We ought to be prepared. And so the first one, they do not understand the seed is snatched away. The next seed is the shallow seed. The shallow seed, verses 20 and 21. The one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but it... But is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. Now, I want to explain this picture. I think this is a very common and, and sadly dangerous picture uh, that happens a lot today. This is the person who hears the truth. They hear the message of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says they quickly receive it. They hear it, and they quickly receive it. It's interesting here, the Greek word for receive means to quickly or aggressively uh, seize or to take. And so you see something shiny and you grab it, kind of like a fish out in the, when the bait comes by. Something goes by and you grab it. And so it means to aggressively grip or seize something. 
So here's what happens. This person responds to the hearing of the gospel by quickly approving of it, but really without any understanding of it. So they really don't understand it, but they hear it and think, I like that. I agree with that. And they, they give their approval of the gospel message. Let me give you some, some examples of this. I think this is common in our day. Do you want to go to heaven? Trust in Jesus. Well, I like that. I, okay, I'll do that. Have no clue who Jesus is, what he did, what they're trusting in. Do you want to, oh man, I've messed up, got a lot of problems, brought it all myself. Do you want to be forgiven of your sin? Trust in Jesus. Well, yeah, that's, that's nice. A new start. I think I'll trust in Jesus. Don't know what it means that he paid for your sin. Don't know what it means that he's resurrected. Not understanding. Do you love Jesus? I think sometimes we ask eight-year-olds this. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Well, you're, you're ready to be saved. You must be saved. These things are thrown at them, and they happily say yes, but without understanding what they're saying when they say yes. And so that's the picture of this seed. Um, they hear the gospel message. They say, wow, that's awesome. I like it. I'm, I'm in. But they really have no understanding of it. And then later, they get cancer. Their brother dies. Something happens they can't control. Well, I don't know about God. I, I said I love Jesus. I don't know. He sure has let a lot of things happen to me. And, and the stresses of life come and the struggles of life come. And because they have a deficiency in their understanding, uh, because their anchor's not set, they say, well, you know what, I, I, don't, I don't know if I believe all that. I don't, I don't know. I was excited. I don't know what I heard. And, and it's revealed uh, the deficiency of their understanding, and so they have no root, and so they cease to exist. And I think that's a pretty sad thing. I think there's a whole lot of folks that say, I love Jesus, and they don't know who he is. And they say, I want to go to heaven. I'm going to heaven. But they have no understanding of why they would go to heaven by faith in Jesus Christ. And it's a dangerous thing. Used to, and, and I don't know, but there was a pattern. Um, and and, and I, 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 I want to teach our kids the truth over and over and over. We were just talking about this today. Um, but you remember there would be a time sometimes in the whole fourth grade to get saved. We had 72 fourth graders, and they all got saved yesterday. And we'd say, praise the Lord, we baptize them. And then we would send our information off to the convention, and they'd send us a trophy. That's great, and maybe 72 got saved, but maybe 52 of them didn't even know what you're talking about. They just said, we're getting a bus up to go to heaven, and I don't want to be, miss that bus. Um, here's, the, here's the answer for that. The truth matters. The truth matters. When we present the gospel, we talk about sin. We talk about a Savior. We talk about death burial and resurrection. You have to explain the truth that a person can receive the truth. This person has a shallow understanding, so therefore they have no root. All right, the next one, the strangled seed, the strangled seed. Verse 22, and the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth check, choke the word. I want to read that as, as it's supposed to be read. They hear the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Verse 22 shows us the person. 
who hears the broadcast truth, they hear the gospel, and yet this person has a different mission in life or a different purpose in life that causes them to miss the truth, neglect the truth, or even reject the truth. And so their focus is not a savior for sin. Their focus, it says the worry of the world. Now that refers to their really overrunning concern for the world's system and success. Now the two things are tied together. I want to succeed. I want my retirement account full. I want my bank account full. I want the pickup that I want to have. I want to live in that certain neighborhood. I want everybody to appreciate me. I want to be friends with everybody. And they're, they're concerned about the world's system and success there. They're driven by their pride. They're driven by their greediness, their selfishness, and that shows up in their obsession with wealth. I need more. If I can get more, that's where my security will be. And so the world's system and the falsehood of, of, of security and, and greedy success um, is a lie, and they buy that. So here's what happens to these folks. To them, the gospel sounds good, and maybe it even sounds desirable, but their loyalty to the world prevents their submission to it. So what happens to these folks? They hear the gospel, but you know what? I got other things going on. And dying to myself and living to Christ is going to be inconvenient. Uh, walking and trying to be holy as he is holy and, and honor him in my lifestyle, uh, not as a, as a means of being saved, but as, as a fruit of being saved, that's not able to be done in my life right now. And so I'm loyal to the world, so I don't have time to hear the gospel or I can't pay the price of walking with Christ. So I don't, I don't want to hear the gospel. I want to shut it out. That perspective chokes out any attractiveness that the gospel might have once held. Um, I, I watch that type of folk. Um, it's funny, a lot of these all come sorted out at the funeral. Uh, and all of a sudden on that day, you think, well, you know what, I'm not so worried about wealth or that anymore, but I sure do want to go to heaven. This person wasn't willing to trade, wasn't willing to hear because of the conflict that was going to help uh, be with the system that they had committed to. All right, the last Seed is the successful seed, the successful seed. Verse 23, let me read verse 23. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. All right, now I want you to stay with me on this, this last verse. This is a big, big deal. Understanding the parable correctly, now, and hear this, or any piece of scripture. You ever read something and go, I don't know in the world that's talking about, or that's hard to understand, I'm not sure about it. Understanding any piece of scripture, understanding any part of this parable depends on a careful examination uh, of the context and the specific words that are used. And so you got to know what the word means. You got to know what was being said, the context. And so I want to understand this parable that I have to pay attention to the words. Now, let me, let me just show you what is, what is, what's happening here. Some might say, and I'll just tell you for a while, I had a hard time with this, that it looks like these seeds sprung up and had life. 
only to lose it. And so I thought this parable is about losing your salvation. And I say, it said they received it with joy and they sprung up. Well, that's salvation, isn't it? Received it, joy, sprung up. And now this is talking about losing your salvation. It's not what the parable is about. Now, the reality is, now watch this. The true sign of life is growth, endurance, putting down roots, the bearing of fruit, and is only evidenced in the outcome of the last seed and the good soil. And so that, that, that first one is snatched away. They, they weren't saved. Uh, we'll talk about this. Second one, uh, they, they didn't have an understanding. Third one, they couldn't let go of the things of the world. And so it, they may have looked like they were something, but they weren't something. Now, you say, well, what's the difference in the one that landed on the soil? Hey, in, in that one verse, they received it, uh, and they received it in joy, but then what's the difference in the, in the good soil? Verse 23 tells us, notice he says here, this enduring fruit-bearing person, and here's the difference, is the one who hears the word and understands it. Now, do you see a difference? The first one grabbed it, didn't understand it. The difference is this one hears the word and understands it. Now, the Greek word for understand means to put together, to comprehend, or literally to understand. And so it is in the hearing and the understanding of the message that the seed finds its intended result. And so uh, that one grabbed it quickly, never understood it. Received it is not the same Greek word for understood it, to know it, to get it. So let me explain. In the first seed, the truth was never understood. In the second seed, the truth was received, but not understood. In the third seed, the truth was deemed less than when compared with the lures of the world. I'm not willing to have it. But in the fourth seed, the truth was heard, Received, it is received, but this time it is understood. I understand who Christ is, and I understand he's the remedy for sin, and I understand I'm hopeless without a Savior, and he is our Savior. And because there's an understanding to that, the, the root uh, takes root. It actually anchors in, and it begins uh, to grow down. Because of that, it is able to endure the stresses of life. It will stand. Because of that, it is cherished as valuable. I understand what I have in Jesus Christ. And because of that, it produces great fruit. And so here's what the, the parable is saying. It's about the truth. And it's about hearing the truth and knowing and receiving what you understand of the truth. When you understand the truth of the gospel and you believe it in faith, you are saved. And then it says this. One last thing. We're about to be done. That's what it means to be saved, a saving faith, understanding, receiving the truth. But I want you to notice this. It said, and then that produced fruit, some 100-fold, some 60, some 30. Here's, here's something we forget about. As a person who has understood the truth, there is now a turn, and the one that received the seed becomes now the sower of the seed. And if you've heard and received the truth, then now you're to also bear fruit. You're to plant seeds. Some 100, some 60, uh, some 30. I think 
sometimes we get lost on, well, you, you just act like you know, we're excited about that. But for sure, if somebody trusts Christ, it seems like sometimes we're scared to say, and so how wouldn't you tell somebody else? How wouldn't you make sure somebody else knows or hears, your kids, your grandkids, your neighbors, your friends, people you don't even know? Uh, if you have received and understood, then you also are to bear fruit. You're to be a, a, a person that sows seed uh, for other people as well. A while back, I was talking to somebody, and somebody was, was, was ill in their family, uh, and they were, they were, the person was passing away. And I, and I went to visit them, and as I was talking to them, there was a person there, and they said, I talked to them about Christ. I told them about Jesus. Uh, they understood. They prayed to receive Christ. They are saved. And I remember thinking, you know, a lot of folks don't talk that way. A lot of folks say, this is kind of a scary time, and I don't want to offend anybody, and this is a, a weird spot. But I thought, man, this person really understood. They're they're at a, at, a, at a spot where they're going to have to know Christ. Uh, and then somebody said, you talked to him about that? You talked to him about that? And they said, yeah, how would I let them get to this point and not be ready to meet their maker? And, I, and I, that struck me that um, that person gets it. And they understand there's hope and there's peace. And the only way to, to have it is to have it and to hear it and to understand it. And they're, and they're trying to bear fruit. We ought to be like that. We ought to be like that. Glad you're here. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. Uh, we'll close with a word of prayer. All right, let's pray. Dear Father, we come. We're thankful for this truth. I'm thankful that you want people with ears to hear. You want people to know that you're not playing a game with people. You're not uh, trying to hide the truth, but you you broadcast it and you tell us in your own example knowing that a whole bunch of seeds going to fall on places that Satan's going to steal it away and it's going to get choked out you sow it anyway and I'm thankful that you love all people and your gospel is for all people and then Lord I pray uh, that we are proficient uh, sowers that we're ready to tell and to defend and point to the truth of the word of God but I know the word of God will stand and the word of God will bear fruit help us to sow seed and then, Lord, I'm thankful that by faith in Jesus that we are, that I am saved. And that is a settled fact. And then, Lord, I pray as we hear this, consider it, think about it, and that we be prepared to go out and sow more seeds to testify to the goodness, the, the gospel of our Savior Jesus. And, Lord, I, again, I pray for our kids tonight. Uh, let this truth resonate. Let it stand and stack in their, their foundation of truth I pray for our youth tonight, Lord, what could happen with kids ready to be seeds and to sow seeds of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless them as well. Lord, we just come. We praise you. We worship you and we thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Glad you're here. You're dismissed.